as homeschooling moms, our plates are already full. And this season, it can often tip the scales towards overwhelm. But what if we could approach this time with more peace and less pressure? Well, in this episode, we're going to dive into the art of prioritizing and simplifying your holiday season. If you're looking for some practical strategies to be able to assess and prioritize your holiday task so that you can assure that you're only doing what truly matters to you and your family and it doesn't get lost in all of the frenzy of the season, then this is the episode for you. Grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and tune in to learn how to prioritize, simplify, and save your sanity this holiday season. Cue the music. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place, because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome to episode 33 of the Catch Your Breath podcast. Thank you for joining me again. And if this is your first time, welcome. I'm so excited that you are here. We are going to talk about prioritizing and simplifying the holidays because I know as well as you that the holiday season can be stressful. And we don't have time for that, right? We need to use this time as time to relax, to spend time with our family, all of the beauty and the joy of it without all of the stress. Now, let me just be transparent. There is going to be a certain amount of stress because there's just going to be stress in our life, but we can make less stress. And that's what we're going to be working on in this episode. But before we dive in, I just want to see how you're doing. How has your week been so far? If you listened to the last episode, then you know that I am getting better, starting to get my health back where it needs to be, and prioritizing my well-being. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that, especially as we go through the holiday season. It's interesting how this is one of the most joyous and amazing times of the year, but it's also the most overwhelming to a lot of moms. So if you're feeling the pressure of making this the perfect holiday season, go back and listen to episode 32. And if you want to know some practical ways to simplify it so you can do less, then we're going to talk about it today. There are many reasons why this season can be stressful, but even more so for us as homeschooling moms. Because as the educators in our home, we can feel like we don't get a break. Like we've got to keep on going. And so those educational duties that we have, those things that we're doing outside of the holidays can feel like we are still doing that in the midst of trying to prepare for all of the other things that we have to do for our holidays. We can also feel like there's a blurred line between our home and our school life because sometimes, I don't know about you, but it feels like it's hard to kind of switch off from the responsibilities of being a teacher. And the truth is, it really is for me true confessions. It is really hard for me. I am looking for 
every opportunity as a learning experience for an opportunity to learn something to teach my children something and so sometimes I'm sure that they can feel like I'm always on duty and for me sometimes it does feel like I don't have an opportunity for rest or personal time we can also feel like there's a perception that as homeschooling families, we should be able to do every single holiday activity because we have time, right? So we should be able to make the home make decorations, to participate in every single community event. And sometimes those expectations are self-imposed. We do them to ourselves, but also we can feel society kind of expecting that from us because we're home. And so we can start to think of, the ideal in our mind homeschool mom and that means it's the mom who's baking all the cookies doing all the decorations doing all the traditions doing all the things and that can feel like a lot of pressure for us it can also feel like we're just not having a lot of downtime because of all of the time commitments and things that we're doing the tasks that come with the holiday season and because we have our children with us all the time we've had to just kind of transition from doing what we're doing in school into that season and even if you take a holiday break it can feel like you just don't have the time to do that you may feel like now that all of the social activities and all of the things that are happening are in, during this season, you may feel like you have to be a part of it. Like you have to have your children in all of the things, especially if you're around traditional children who are in traditional school and feeling like, you know what, they are doing all of this. And so we should be able to jump in and do it with them because we have more time. Whatever the reason is, we can feel added pressure during this season to do all the things and be all the things. And so I just want to talk about some simple things that we can do to really simplify it because the reality is we don't have to do all the things. We can do less to enjoy it a lot more. The most important thing I believe that we have to do is figure out, and we kind of talked about this in the last episode, what is most important to us? What are the things that really matter to us and our family? And when we look at that, we have to make a list of all of the different holiday related activities and all the responsibilities and all the things we have to reflect, you know, I'm big on reflection, but we have to get it down on paper because sometimes what happens is we don't realize that we have jam packed it full with all of the stuff. We hear about this thing and we're like, oh yeah, we can do that. Oh yeah, can we do that? And then we can do that and we can make this tradition and we can do this thing. And we haven't actually thought about how much time is all of that going to take. So one key thing that we can do is just write it all down. Make a list of all of the activities, all of the responsibilities, all of the traditions, all of the things that we are already doing. Then we want to get our calendar next to us and then we want to look at the holiday season the dates that are actually in the holiday season and put those things on the calendar. When will we do all of those things? When we take the time to do that, a lot of times we then realize we can't do it all because the holiday season is just a a short amount of time. If you really think about it, if you give yourself all of November and you give yourself all of December, which really isn't all of it because usually it's like it stops around Christmas, but let's just say we give ourselves the 25 days, the 24 days up till Christmas, and then we give ourselves all of November. That's 54 days to do all of the things that we're trying to do, plus sleep, plus eat, plus cook, all of that. 
So when we're looking at that, we've got to put it on the calendar and see, is every single day filled with something that's not bringing me joy? Now, if you have all the things written and they're bringing a smile to your face, you're not overwhelmed at all, you're good, then that's great. But if you're looking at all of that and trying to figure out how can I fit all of those things in, when will I have time to just be, to just sit in the joy and the splendor of the season what it's really you know that the feeling we're trying to cultivate when do I actually have the time to cultivate that and have that and just laugh with my children and sit with my children and if you're looking at that and we're you're not able to find it then that is one of the clues that like maybe I'm doing too much and so maybe I have to do less but how do we do that well we want to prioritize that by looking at our list and determining what are the things that we must do what are the things that would be nice to do, but if we can't get to it, it's okay. What are the things that are optional, like either one? Or what are the things that I just don't want to do anymore? I don't love it. My children don't love it. It's not serving us well. It's not bringing us joy. And then that's the first things that were taken off the list. We're not doing that anymore. And some of those things on the list might be things that other people are trying to you know, guilt us to do or that we've been doing for other people. And we're just, we know that it's not for us. We want to take those things off to the list. And we might have to say something to, to people to let them know we're not going to be able to do that anymore. And in some situations, we don't have to do it because we we can just choose not to do it. And it's not going to stop anybody's life. The optional things, we want to kind of keep those on the end like in a list of if we get chance a chance to do it, then we will. But the reality is maybe we can't. And we can look at if it's between just having some downtime and chilling or the optional thing, that we won't choose the optional thing. That leaves us with the must do and the nice to do. The must do gets a place on our calendar. We put those on. We look at the planning that is involved in that and we make sure it happens. The nice to do, I have a part of my calendar. I'm actually getting, I got a new calendar for 2024. So it's going to be interesting. But in my current calendar, I have a list on the month date that has to do's. And that's where I put those things that have to happen. But then at the bottom of it, there's just this open space. And that's where I put my nice to do things. Those things that I would love to get to. But if I don't, I'm not going to feel horrible about. If I have extra time, if I um, have extra space, mental capacity even, then I fit those in. If not, I don't feel bad. I put them on there because they, they get a place on my calendar. But I don't have to feel like I have to do it. And I haven't written them in and here's the thing a lot of the nice to do and optionals if you can't find a place on your calendar for them then that probably means that we can let them go those must do's we're going to make space we're going to make time for them and you get them on the calendar as you're looking at what falls into those categories we're really focusing on what truly matters to you and to your family and that focus is going to be about your values those those traditions that you want to be able to carry on to your grandchildren and their grandchildren and those were the, those are the things that you want to be able to have your children look back and say this was is the most important thing for us when I think about that for my family and I look at all the things we have to do, there are some must-dos that I realize that if I get too bogged down by the nice-to-dos, the optionals, the can't-dos, then 
I end up not making space for the must-dos. So I have to put those on the calendar first. It's that classic thing that you've heard about where they have the big jar with the huge rocks and the little pebbles and that if you fill the jar with the pebbles first then there's no room for the big rocks but if you put the big rocks in first then you can pour in the pebbles and they kind of fit in well that's how i feel about the must-dos the must-dos are those big rocks that you are going to put in there first the nice to do are the pebbles and then the optional and the other ones if you even have any space at all then you fit them in if you don't you feel nothing about it and so as I was thinking about those and looking at those things that were my must-dos, I have to admit that in some cases, I wrote those things down in the past. The season got so crazy and we just went through all the things. And as the season was starting to close out, I realized I didn't do it. And what was hardest for me is when we would sit in family worship and my kids would say, how come we didn't do? And then it's like, oh. So this year for me, the key has been to really focus on what are the things that truly are bringing us closer together as a family, that bring us closer to God so that we truly are reflecting on the reason for the season, on Thanksgiving and gratitude, all of those things. What are those things that are really going to drive that home for us? And then if I have space for some things that are nice to do, because it's, it's not bad to make space for the nice to do then I can make space, but not at the expense of the must-dos and not at the expense of my well-being or family time. Because as I said in episode 32, you don't want to get so bogged down with all the things that you're doing, all the things that you're planning, all the things that you are trying to make happen for your family, that you are not able to be there present in the moment with them. And so they're feeling like the they feel the, the stuff that you did, but they don't get to experience you. So that's one thing that we want to do. The other thing we want to do is look at how can we simplify even the must-dos. Is there a way that we can simplify that? So as we're looking at we've got to have meals, is there a way that we can simplify the meals that we're choosing? Can we do some easier recipes? Can we order from somewhere? Can we cook ahead? One of my friends gave me a great idea for Christmas Day. She said that they do like kind of, she didn't necessarily call it charcuterie boards, but that's what it reminds me of, where they're just snacking on different things all day so that they she doesn't have to worry about spending a lot of time in the kitchen. And I thought, wow, I love that. And so talking to my children and my husband about that, I think she told us that last year and that was our first year doing it. And I thought, it's still a beautiful time of being together, spending time together, laughing, but I'm not in the kitchen all day making things. Another way, we, another thing we can think of simplifying, I know this one's controversial, but maybe limiting the number of decorations that we put in. I say it's controversial because I know that that's a huge thing for many people and it hasn't been for us so that I know that people feel like I don't understand. If that is something that gives you kind of a, a visceral effect when you think of limiting the number of decorations, then that might be your must-do and you do not want to sacrifice that. But if there's a certain amount of stress with that or if there's just a way that you can still have the spirit but without all of the decorations, then think about 
limiting them trying to get your favorite this year and just make it a favorite year of decorations you could even focus on less traditions so you can determine what are the most meaningful traditions that we have and then we focus on those things and as I said in the other episode one of the things I did was to ask my children and my family what were those things that were most important for us as we think about how do we simplify it's most important to look at the quality over the quantity of the things that we're doing what are the most meaningful things those things that bring us the most joy that bring us the closest those are the things we want to really focus on rather than trying to do all the thing and most important as we're thinking even about like the Christmas season, the value of our presence over the presents that we're giving. And the presents are not just the wrapped things that are under the tree, but all of the giving that we're doing of ourselves in terms of the actions and the behaviors and the things we're doing rather than us just being there in the moment to laugh, to play. One of the traditions that we do because we're not in a place, we weren't in a place with snow. Actually, we're still not in a place with snow. But when we lived in Florida, my my children really wanted to have snow. They wanted snowball fights. And we just didn't, we weren't in a place where we could do that. So what I did was buy the, I don't even know what the material is, but they're the fake snowballs. And we'd have snowball fights. And so they really loved that but one of the things we did once I came back over when we moved over here and finally found my snowballs again one of the traditions we have is they just don't know when the snowball fight is coming and so that anticipation of we might have this uh, epic snowball fight at any time is a huge thing for them because they're kind of waiting during the season they know it's going to happen sometime before Christmas hits but that is a simple thing because all I have to do is take the bag out and keep it somewhere where I can get it quickly. So simple things like that, that that are traditions that, okay, I can keep that up because it doesn't require me to do a whole bunch of stuff. What I want to encourage you around simplifying and prioritizing is that when you put these two things together, it really does change the way you approach the season. Because now you're looking for meaning, you're looking for value, you're looking for joy, rather than you're looking for all of the things. And your traditions and the things that you prioritize and the way that you approach the season may not be Pinterest perfect for someone. It may not be those things that look amazing. That snowball fight, you know, we it's I don't wait for the house to be perfectly clean or anything like that. We just get it, throw it, and we're just running and throwing snowballs back and forth. I don't know that that's Pinterest perfect, but that is something that we love that we get to share together as a family. And it's something that they look forward to. So when you put those things on the calendar, you can just, you can look at it and say, how much preparation do I need? How many things can I include in my homeschool? Because there are certain things that you can do during your homeschooling season or during your homeschooling time when before school is out, that still counts. That, so you can have them writing, you can have them creating, all of those things. Even in the recipes and the stuff that you're cooking, them helping you to order stuff, them helping you shop, you can kind of put that a part of what you're doing. And when I say to put that as part of it, you subtract something and then put that in its place. So instead of doing your math lesson in the traditional way in the book, you say we're going to do the math lesson by writing out the grocery list, figuring out the budget for it, looking for the sales, all of that. 
instead of doing your traditional reading, you might say, well, help help me find some scriptures that we're going to use for our our worship time during the season or let's look at this reading book that is really specific to Christmas or specific to the season that's what we're going to read everybody's going to read a paragraph from that that's going to be our reading if we're looking at writing hey instead of us buying cars this year we're going to create cars to send to everybody and so here are the 25 or 50 people that we're sending here's what we're going to write or what sentences could we write and then we use that as a part of our learning and so we subtract something and put something else in my point is you can incorporate what you have to do with what you want to do and then that can be something that doesn't feel like it's as much the key is to look for ways that you can simplify. And if you want more ways that you can simplify the holiday season, then check out the link in the description for my 10 ways to simplify the holiday season. I've included some simple things that you can do to make this holiday season a little less stressful, but also I've included some book recommendations for Thanksgiving, for Advent, and I'm hoping that that is going to make it easier for you and it may spark some ideas for you. When we approach this holiday season with a mindset around how can I cultivate joy and peace without putting more stress on myself, without having to make it perfect, without having to make it fit somebody else's description or thoughts about what it should look like, then we can truly show up and enjoy this season. So I want to invite you to make your list, write down all of the things that you've been doing, you're thinking about doing, and then categorize it by your must-do, your nice-to-do, your optional, your don't-have-to-do-it-at-all, and then start to put those things that are most important on your calendar, make space for them, figure out how you can simplify whatever the thing is that you're doing if you're feeling like it is overwhelming. And here's the thing, you may find that there are some things that you don't need to simplify and there are some things that you need to do that. But prioritize those things that are most important and then put the other things on the back burner. And then I invite you to come on in to the community and share your experiences, share your tips, tell us the things that you are doing so that we can support and help and encourage each other as we're doing this together. I cannot wait to hear from you. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms who get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her. Mommy! <laughs> well, 
that's my cue but before I go I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4 6 through 7 I pray that you won't be anxious about anything but that in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling until next time remember to take a moment to catch your breath <laughs>